Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This game never disappointed me. This game never told me I was fat. This game never told me I was slow. This game never told me you are lesser than anyone. Well, hello. What a treat it is to have you back for another episode of the With Mon podcast. If you're new to the show, welcome. It is truly wonderful to have you with us. I hope you're all well. It's been a bit of a strange few weeks for me personally. All my social media accounts were hacked. Absolute nightmare. So at the moment, I'm desperately trying to get them back. Seriously, please get two-step verification on your social media email. All of that. A friend recommended me to get it because their account was hacked like a month ago. And silly me, I just kept putting it off. It is not worth it. Don't be like me. Just get it done. Though FYI, you can still reach me via the email in the show notes. And you know what? We can't dwell on that stuff. Onwards and upwards. Today, I have a lovely conversation to share with you. It's with the legendary Hetal Dave. She's India's first and only female sumo wrestler. So inspiring. She has such an amazing story. There was even a biopic made about her last year. Absolute champion. Just a quick one before we get started. As Hetal lives in the middle of Mumbai, you can hear some background noises. Personally, I think it makes it more immersive. Hopefully you do too. Let's get into it. Now, since childhood, I was very much interested in two sports. I started my career with judo. And then gradually, for judo, I did boxing. I did powerlifting for strength training. I did weightlifting and uh, so on and so forth. And then I got into sumo wrestling. The first time you saw sumo wrestling, was it on television? Yeah, we used to actually see on television. I mean, it was very fascinating. I, it caught my attention that, you know, uh, it's a game of seconds. So, um, I mean, I wanted to actually experience what the game is like. And uh, I heard, I read that, uh, you know, mostly all the sumo wrestlers are from the background of judo and uh, wrestling. So, I actually wanted to, I wanted to do. Since the day I started uh, sports, I always thought of doing something very different. So when I started doing judo, judo is also something which is not well known in our country, in India. But it is in the Olympics. Uh, and then, you know, I did powerlifting. Powerlifting is also something which is uh, not mainly done in India. You know, I always did things which were different. And then came sumo wrestling and, you know, when I... When I went there for the first time, when I went for my world championships, at that time I knew that I was the only and I was the first sumo wrestler from our country, a female sumo wrestler. So, I mean, that made me more proud that, you know, I'm doing something which is, you know, uh, which will be 
uh, you know uh, making a path for people who you know would want to continue doing this totally i'm i'm just so intrigued i don't know for me i grew up in australia zumo wrestling was it wasn't really something that we saw on tv very much it was not so common so in india is it more common like did you you know i i studied from internet so i would go yeah i would i would sit on the net i would sit on youtube and uh, watch all the sumo wrestlers train watch all the fights i would you know take down notes from there and then you would come home then i would teach my brother and my father that this is this you know you have to fight like this and then i used to practice it with my brother and then i would tell my father to stand at the side and see if i'm doing it correctly or no so i've taken down notes and i've i've learned sumo wrestling like that wow and then what what happens next cuz how do you go from you know like studying the internet to going to the world championships I, you know i cannot tell you what the experience was because it was you know it was 360 from what i was doing and what i saw what they were what, what they were actually fighting was totally different i took lessons from there as well uh so when i went for my first tournament i didn't have the mawashi belt that we wear for the tournament so i actually had to borrow it from someone and i didn't know how to tie so i i had to actually ask someone to uh, you know uh, tie it for me help me with it then learning all the uh, breathing you know breathing rituals that we do before the fight could you explain some of those rituals yeah there's a breathing thing that you do before you start it's a it's a ritual so when you get into the ring you actually sit and you know you breathe you you know concentrate so you you like you gather everything into you and you know you it's it's, it's a kind of a ritual so i didn't know how to how properly it was done so learning it from uh, google or uh, youtube and you know actually seeing how people are doing was totally different i still i i can't get my head around how like did you join was there a zumo club in mumbai or <laughs> uh, no i didn't have no there is no zumo club in mumbai i actually had to find a zumo association to send my entry for the tournament also Wow. and uh, i actually used to train with my brother <laughs> so i have always been training with him since my childhood you know i had a partner of my own nice so yeah i did i did all my training with my brother and then you could just like apply to the sumo association now the tricky part comes where uh, i i find an association i go and talk to them they don't have faith in me that if you know i would actually go and fight a tournament the most trickiest part was to find a sponsor so uh, since it's a uh, uh, this game is not uh, it's not in the olympics so it's not a recognized game so the government or the government officials are not uh, they don't intervene in this so i didn't have any support from the government or anything so i had to find my own sponsor so we had to have our own private sponsor to you know participate in the tournament How do you go about doing that? If because Zumo is such a <laughs> it was it was it was very difficult it was very difficult um so uh, association thing my entry everything went well uh so I had applied for the visa so I had to go from Mumbai to Delhi for the visa 
So I had only one month to find a sponsor. Uh, hardly, less than a month. I used to go door to door, you know. I used to go to people who I knew are rich, who can afford, you know, a certain amount. I used to go talk to them. I used to sit outside their office. So there are there were people who made me sit outside their office days. Like for days, I would sit outside their office without food, without water. But yeah, I didn't lose my hope. I wanted to go. I had that exist in me that no, I will go and I want to go. So, uh, and then there was this, uh, there was a new, local newspaper who who would support me since the time of judo. So it was a local, a regional newspaper. So they, you know, they did my story. They put my story in the newspaper and uh, on the very same day, I got a sponsor. And yeah, and then I could participate. Amazing. And uh, in the first tournament only, I was uh, amongst the top eight so I got uh, yeah so I got selected for world games which are equivalent to Olympics what so your first ever like real yeah fight was with the top eight of the world yeah <laughs> what and I was in the top eight <laughs> that is amazing what were you feeling like what did that feel like uh, I was very nervous I was so nervous because I had to do everything from doing managerial work to doing a coach's work to do to being to being an actual athlete so it was like uh, it was like first time experience on everything so i had to sit for the official meeting to understand you know how things go and i did everything and i was so confused that i i i, I don't i didn't know what to do uh, but luckily i had people around me they were good people so I had people around me and uh, you won't believe the mayor of the city actually came to receive me at the airport. So that was the proudest moment that I could, you know, ever imagine that a mayor of the city has time to come and actually receive me at the airport. Was that in Delhi? Uh, no, uh, in Estonia. The Estonian Estonian mayor. And uh, he actually gave, he actually, you know, uh, uh, gave one of his ministers so this one of his ministers were was with me all the time. So he could communicate in the Estonian language and he was good in English. So we could, you know, communicate. And me being a vegetarian, uh, uh, they actually, uh, you know, the, uh, my food and everything was uh, uh, given by the mayor. So I didn't have to, <laughs> I didn't have to spend money on food or anything. So actually it was all sponsored by the mayor for me. And, you know, they were all so happy and they were all so proud that, you know, I came, uh, you know, this, this girl from India is coming and she's coming all alone and she's doing all the, all the duties on her own. And I was like, I was like 16 or 17. I was 15 or 16. Wow. And I don't you know. I went out of my country for the first time alone. It was in 2008. So, yeah, it was, it was a totally different feeling and, uh, when I got in the ring, when I got on the stage and got in the ring, there were people actually standing in the stadium and, you know, cheering for me, India, India, India. And it was such a proud moment for me. Even in fighting, this 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 moment that I still remember is, it, it's going to be with me for life. It was an amazing experience. I can't believe that, yeah, you were 16 and you went by yourself. That is so brave. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What are the hurdles as a female athlete in something like sumo wrestling, especially in India where you were the first and only female sumo wrestler? Actually, uh, in, in India, still people are a little orthodox when it comes to a female doing something different. Uh, uh, firstly, uh, people didn't, they didn't have a confidence in me. They didn't, you know, they didn't actually believe that I was going out for something like this. Because as we also know, as even we didn't know before that, uh, even I didn't know that, you know, females do uh, play, do, do fight sumo wrestling. So yeah, so, so this was this this was something which was, you know, which took me behind. But I didn't stop because uh, it didn't stop me. But yeah, I, people didn't have faith in me. People didn't have that confidence that you know, if, even if we give her the money, she would go and uh, you know win or do something good for the country. So they they were like, uh, even if we give you the money, I don't think you will win. So this was their attitude towards me. It's just an incredible example of your strength and your perseverance, the fact that you kept going. Is it true? I read somewhere that it's actually like there actually are no professional female sumo wrestlers, but it says on yours that like you are, I mean, you were sponsored, so I guess that makes you professional, but is it? Actually, women are not called professional sumo wrestlers uh, worldwide. Since, because uh, 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 women are not allowed to do sumo wrestling as of now, uh, so we have our much amateur uh, uh, tournaments happening. Uh, so we, we see these uh, heavy men doing sumo wrestling, which is a cultural thing, and uh, those are the professional wrestlers, not us. Do you think one day women will be able to compete, at, like be titled professional? Actually, it's a cultural thing, so I can't comment on that. Uh, sure, it's, it's yeah. It's like an ancient thing from from Japan, and they've no, they've they've had these boundaries for women, and uh, it's like a religious stuff. So I can't actually comment on that. But we still have these tournaments going on, so so women are getting into sumo wrestling. It's a good way to look at it for sure. Do Do you have a? I forgot to ask you at the start. Do you have a sumo name? Because I see that. Often people will take a name as a sumo wrestler. Yeah, that is for the professional uh, wrestlers. So that is for the men. Mm-hmm. But here in India, people call me sumo didi. Sumo didi. Yeah, sumo didi. It's called sumo didi. I mean, sumo sister. Sumo sister. I like it. <laughs> yeah. We spoke a little bit before about you know you were talking about like the breathing custom before you went to the ring, and that's to kind of. Is that to like center you and to prepare you mentally? Yes, yeah. Are there any mm-hmm. other customs or um, rituals that you follow as part of the sumo wrestling? Uh, no, this is no, this is the only thing that women follow. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, men have their, their other things that they do before uh, starting a tournament. So they have 
a proper a, a religious uh, ceremony that happens before a tournament, but not for female. What about when you're training, you know, to go to the world championships or whatever, are you on a really strict diet? Uh, actually, I was on a diet to uh, put on some weight because I was underweight when I went for the first time. So the minimum weight has to be 65. Uh, it can be below, but, you know, to have a good weight because uh, the maximum weight in first weight category would be 85 kilos. I mean, I didn't follow any uh, like Chankonabi type things. But yeah, I, I was taking proper amount of protein, proper amount of carbs to actually keep me going. What about with like training? How do you prepare training-wise for something like the World Championships? So actually, uh, all the techniques and everything are based on the judo throws and stuff. So uh, since I was a judo player, so I would train more of judo and uh, a little bit of technically like, you know, sitting, uh, sumo stance or something like that. So I would practice only that initially. After I went uh, to Estonia, after I went for the World Games, when I saw others practicing, when I saw them train, I got a little bit of, you know, uh, uh, technical terms and stuff. So, you know, uh, the leg raise that we do, and uh, the sumo squat, you get into the sumo squat and then you walk. So all these things I learned from watching people there who, you know, they, they used to train in the tournament. So I used to you know, sit and watch them, uh, observe things and, and then, you know, train myself. Amazing. We spoke about it a little bit before, but as a 16-year-old going to such a big competition, like a world competition and going by yourself. So you didn't have any support team. Did that change as you went to different events? Oh, uh, so all the events that I went for, I have always traveled alone. Wow. Yeah. Is that hard? Yeah, it's very hard. It's very hard because you don't have anybody to talk to. You know, you don't have anybody who is supporting, who is standing outside and who is actually telling you what to do and what not to do. So when you are in the ring, you are actually blank. And you, you need to have someone from outside to show you that, you know, you, you know you're going the edge of the uh, line. So you have to, you know, you, when someone from outside tells you that you are on the edge of the line when they shout and then you know that you are at the edge and you start pushing. So actually I lost my World Games bronze. I uh, bronze fight because of this because I didn't know I was on the edge of the line and I was you know I was in total control but I didn't know that I am coming behind and I just stepped outside the ring and I lost <sighs> otherwise I would have had a medal for the country oh how many competitions have you done I have looked on Wikipedia but I just want to fact check with you around uh, four to five mm-hmm. And so you've got the World Championships was your first one in Estonia? First. Well, I got selected for World Games. And then then again, I went to Poland for World Championship. And then I did, uh, I played uh, two uh, Asian Championships. Do you make friends with the other athletes at least? Because I can just, the pressure would just get to me, I think, like going by yourself in such a high pressure environment. 
Yeah, I made uh, one or two friends. <laughs> Actually, I'm a very introvert type type of person. So you know, when I get into public, I uh, it's like a little difficult for me to <laughs> make friends. Fair enough. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I still I still manage to you know make friends at least to have my uh, food with. So I would have a good uh, two three people. So we had a group. and yeah we could uh, at least we could you know sit and eat and uh, know each other so yeah i managed to have good friends we are still in contact with one person from us this is a person from egypt from russia places <laughs> i also read that you got listed in uh, you were named in the world's 150 fearless women by newsweek that's pretty incredible Yeah, that also came as a surprise to me. Uh, I was I was studying in school, or uh, yeah, I was in school that time. Uh, one of our neighbors came in, and he was like, oh, "I saw your name somewhere. There's this uh, magazine, and uh, you know, I saw your name in the newspaper." Actually, be- before me knowing that I got my name into the uh, world's fearless women, there was this newspaper who actually uh, posted it uh, in the news. So uh, this one of my neighbors, he came in and he was like, "Your your name has come in world's one fifty fearless women. You should be so proud. This that you didn't know." And I was like, "No, I no, I don't know." And then he showed he shows me the news article. So I wrote to Newsweek that I don't know. Uh, we don't get these uh, this magazine here, and they actually sent the magazine copy for me. <laughs> Not everyone can say that they've made a list like that. That's incredible. <laughs> What would you say? Your greatest achievement is so far. Uh, uh, my greatest achievement, uh, I would say, is choosing sumo wrestling. So it's like uh, uh, sometimes I feel that you know I'm 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 God's favorite child. The destiny got me into sumo wrestling, and I made good friends. I met so many people around the world. you know after people knowing that i i am the only female from india who is doing sumo wrestling people came from all over the world to you know interview me so i made good friends all around like how you we will be good friends from now on from uh, being an introvert to slowly getting into making friends has been a very good uh, it has been a biggest achievement for me because you know i have always felt that uh, you know you should have that quality of you know going and talking to people and you know talk your heart out to people so yeah oh that is so lovely <laughs> what, what do you what what is it that you love about zumo wrestling cuz you've obviously like overcome so many hurdles to get to you know what you've achieved today like what do you, you must really love it <laughs> i i i totally love it i totally love it this game never disappointed me this game never told me i was fat this game never told me i was slow this game never told me uh, you are uh, lesser than anyone so uh, this game is so positive you know the ambiance where you where you are you are training where you are fighting is so positive around since being a cultural touch being a, a spiritual religious thing um uh, it is always been a very positive environment to you know be around sumo wrestlers being around uh, being around uh, the ring it's been out of the world experience for me you know all those all the sports person you know i could go to anyone and speak to them you know again help from anyone 
and they were all very welcoming and you know, they were all very supportive towards everything that's so nice i had to retire because uh, sponsorship is very hard to find in india and uh, you cannot pay from your pocket at the time for sure and uh, yeah it's it's a little expensive when you know you want to go out and play it. and uh, you know now since everybody's grown up now my brother doesn't my brother also doesn't live in uh, mumbai so he lives in the other side of the country so it's like it's a difficult task for me to actually find someone and uh, after me getting into sumo wrestling and people knowing me more as a sumo wrestler uh, the association is also now not supporting me towards uh, you know sending my entries for the tournament so it's a little political thing that hap- that happens to everyone it's, it's happened to me in the early phase of the my professional career so yeah so then i got retired because there was no point fighting ah it's a, it's a big thing do you think you'll get back into it like if a sponsor came up or do you have any plans for the future like what do you yeah if i find a sponsor and uh, the association is ready to help me with the entry stuff and stuff yeah i would love to i would love to participate again and fight for my country and fight for myself because this is something that i enjoy this is this is my life otherwise i am thinking uh, so my future plans are that you know hopefully after people know about me more there will be female there will be male you know there will be people who would be interested in doing sumo and i would love to uh, teach them so i would love to be a helping hand for people who are actually looking at forward as a good profession that's actually a really good point what would you say to someone that's listening to this how would you get into it especially if you're somewhere where sumo wrestling isn't so common so you could take you could take me as an example uh, start on your own you have google you have youtube just find your uh, sumo wrestling association and have good talks with them that's what i would say and uh, yeah so where there is a will there is a way that's what i feel following your passion is something which is more important than you know people helping you out with it so if you are passionate enough in following what you want to do there will be you will find a way and be successful love that i would be very happy if you know if people do come and uh, uh, talk to me i am there on instagram you can find me on instagram you can find me on facebook so it's uh, sumo didi official people love it so you can find me on anywhere on all the social media platforms and we i would love to talk to people personally also so it's it's it's, it's an amazing platform that you know you all are providing me with so that i can meet people i can talk to people it's an amazing thing happening to me right now <laughs> oh i'm absolutely chuffed that you could make the time to have a chat i mean you're such an inspiring person and i'm feeling super inspired right now like i i can't like your story is just amazing so thank you thank you for taking the time thank you thank you 
What a story and what an absolute legend. Oh, if you are curious about getting into sumo wrestling or maybe you just want to show her some love and say g'day, please do reach out. I've put all her contact info in the show notes. And if you want to get in touch with me, whether it's to suggest someone to interview or a topic you think might work well for the series, I've put all my contact details in the show notes as well, which let's be real, it's just my email at this point, but it is there. I always love getting messages, so please don't be shy. If you want to support the show, it'd be just wonderful if you could give Withmon a big old five stars and leave a nice review wherever you're listening. And make sure you've subscribed if you're on Apple Podcasts or you've hit that follow button on Spotify. Thank you so much for listening and for sticking around till the end. Means the absolute world. I'm already looking forward to jumping into your ear holes next week for another episode. My name's Monica O'Hanlon and you're listening to the With Mon Podcast. Oh, and don't forget two-step verification. See ya.